All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. All right, Mike wanted more time for his big presentation. Hello, Mike. I'll tell you what, politics has reared its ugly head locally. We, we lost our police chief, I'd say, a year and a half ago. Passed away due to medical issues. And we had probably one of the best officers in the department. To date, has been with the town 25 years, who was the interim police chief. I won't mention any names. People in town know him. They know all the players. This is in Plainville. Yes. Who's done a great job. He's got unanimous support from every officer in that town, in okay. this town. I've lived in this town for 40 years. I've never had a negative interaction with any police officer in this town since I've Until? Lived Never have. Oh, okay. What I, what I do have a problem is, is the dirty politics that are played. One councilwoman decided to turn the other two, I guess there's five or seven council people, town council members. One, I won't mention her name, people in town know her, voted against uh, this person to become the chief. I believe it's out of personal reasons. It's political, it's personal, it's low. Well, have you... There. Did you investigate? Did you go to a meeting and confront her and find I'm out if that's true? I've uh, spoken to people. I'm not going to confront this woman. She's not worth the time of day. But this, this, this is a microcosm of what goes on in the country. Well, Unqualified yes, people nepotism, friends, political friends, money. People are hired in positions, for positions, they're not, they have no qualifications to do. And they, in, in, in the meantime, they hired a police, uh, someone from out of town who knows nothing about the town, doesn't know the officers. They made what? a hire to replace the police chief, is that what you're saying? Exactly. They, they, they do the opposite of what was done years ago, the common sense thing. They don't do the right thing anymore. They do the political thing. Well, I would encourage you to go to a meeting and, and bring some people with you and express your opinion on that. Thank you for sharing the story, Mike. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. So just to recap, I mean, I'm kind of excited because Lion Ned has confessed to being a liar. 
in one instance at least. Because, well, yes, that could be a lie. It has been pointed out that his confession of a lie could be a lie in order to cover up the old lie or the new lie. I forget which. But you recall what he said last year. You recall what he said. Listen. But we sold it as soon as anything was going on. This is his stock. His stock in a company that he hired in a secret contract no-bid contract as governor with emergency powers. Well, we sold it as soon as anything was going on. He sold the stock as soon as anything was going on. What is he referring to, do you think? Well, we sold it as soon as anything was going on. Yes, he did. He sold it as soon as anything was going on. Anything being, being what exactly is the anything you're concerned about? Well, we sold it soon as anything was going on. Right, that's what I mean. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, that, that's it for Connecticut companies. And he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated. So that was the great announcement from Ned, the governor of Connecticut. The first governor, I think, in American history, I assume, to announce that he was using the power of his own purse and his wife's hefty purse because she runs a venture capital firm to vote against the state of connecticut with their investments and he said yesterday he told reporters yesterday that that's a lie that what he said in november was a lie pressed several times lamont said his wife was not setting up a new business when he said that she was Can you believe that? that? That's it for Connecticut companies. And he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated. The pouty little pathetic rich boy governor was just trying to let us know that he was a big shot and we were peons. That's why he told that lie. And because he's not used to having anybody question the great jolly Ned born filthy richer than we could ever imagine earning in our whole lives and he just wanted to rub it in because he's a fat cat and because lying comes easy to him because it's how he grew up it's natural to him that's how he got through life that's how he made himself feel good about himself he he affected this jolly personality everything rolls off of him Nothing upsets him. He's just a nice guy who lies. If reporters ask him questions, he doesn't like. That's it for Connecticut companies. And he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated. And loses his cool and says things that are completely inappropriate for the governor of state. Why did he do that? Because he's Ned. He's the great Ned Lamont. And he's the one who has the great-grandfather, who was the co-founder of J.P. Morgan, creating wealth that, that, that his ancestors are still living off of, including Jolly Ned. And there's a certain sense of entitlement that apparently was handed down with the great wealth and the fact that he never really had to work and is a pretend businessman instead of a real one, stuff like that.
But he says don't worry about it because it was just an offhand comment. But virtually everything Ned says is an offhand comment. Like yesterday when he said that he was lying when he said that. He said that that wasn't true. He can, he says that he, he has no problem on occasion owning up to a detail that he doesn't want to confess if it works to gain him a certain sense of credibility, if it can cover up the next lie or what have you. But this guy is a suspicious character, this Ned Lamont. He is. He is. Don't laugh at me. He's a suspicious character. Why does he talk like that? bothersome to me that there has to be trust between a leader and the people he's supposed to be leading and trust that is good and trust that is worthy and trust that lasts is trust that's built on honesty and he's building mistrust all the time so that's the latest on Jolly Ned. People have been sending me notes and emails. What did, what did he do now? Well, that's what he did. He admitted that last November when he said Annie was down in Nashville buying companies there because you can't do business in Connecticut. The regulatory burdens here are too great. That that was all made up. All right, let's get back to the rants because we have more to go through. We do. We got a ton more. Here we go. Hi, my name is Helen. I live in West Hartford. Oh wait, we and heard that. Yes. How would you like to know that the post offices in all of West Hartford have no stamps? Well, that's okay. The government has no money. Although Anthony says there are machines in that post office. Check them out, Helen. Hello, God, John. We heard John. All right, this one's current. Though. There's nothing we can do about it. The next if one is current. If these people want, they can amend the Constitution. Right. Two-thirds of All right. America's... John, relax now. We're good. He did it before. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah. just the wicked... Which of the White House? I don't understand. Everybody hated Trump, but guess what? His only problem was he kept twittering and just didn't know when to shut the hell up. And he didn't talk politically correct, which is fine. But he was such a better president than his Biden is. Ridiculous. Good night, everybody. Well, virtually anybody in the world would be a better president, don't you think, than Joe Biden? Well, except Kamala. Who would be a better president? Any ideas, anybody? Hi, Todd. We hope you had a nice 4th of July. And um, I want to tell you something, Todd. The um, You're going to laugh. I, I was listening to an old, uh, years ago, my grandmother and I used to listen to, do you remember Art Bell Radio, Coast to Coast? Everybody and, knows uh, Art Bell. Good, and he had a lot of informative stuff on. We were listening to the old Art Bell show, so it was very interesting. And from years ago, even back in the day, 25 years ago, he was saying a lot of what's happening today, you know, and 
<laughs> what's happening to our culture, but hopefully there's good people that are still out there. So we just thought we'd let you know, listen to some old Art Bell. He was good. And Steve Harvey, too, was good. Remember him, Steve Harvey? Paul Harvey. If I were the devil. Remember that um, commentary and what he was saying? Good day. All right. Have a nice day. Steve Harvey's that guy on TV who hosts all the game shows, isn't he? Yeah, Paul he Harvey. is. He is uh, Steve Harvey's. Yeah, he's isn't he on like a uh, Family Feud now? Oh, he's. I think yeah. he's on every show, every game show. I think he hosts. Every time I turn on the TV, he's there, and I have to change the channel. No, not another game show. Good morning. Reporting on the Eagle's Nest on the East Hartford side of the Charter Oak Bridge, the red and white tower with the nest on top. Oh, Juan, with a call for you, Anthony. He's a, uh, well, you're an Eagles fan, Anthony, and apparently Juan is as well. Looks like the Eaglets have hatched. There's a lot of activity going on today in that nest with more than two heads poking through. So I hope those Eagles will do well. Let's keep an eye on them. Fly like an eagle. I think it's very hilarious. People in Westboro House names the Sigourney Market and Ashley Street in Hartford. They had a fire, but everybody's pronouncing it Sigourney. Same thing with Sigourney Street. They pronounce it Sigourney Street. I guess they haven't lived around this area too long. I just wanted to pass that by the, you and your listeners. Have a good day, Todd. We'll speak to you soon. Well, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Yo, Stefanowski, when you become governor, make fireworks illegal in Connecticut again. So I don't have to drive to New Hampshire and Vermont to get fireworks anymore because in Connecticut, we can light off fireworks just like everywhere else. Just can't buy them, eh? So just make it legal. We can make some uh, money on fireworks. What do you think? <laughs> Hello, Todd John here. Wait a sec. Boy. Didn't we do this already? I'm feeling dizzy, John. Let me try to get past John here. This is ridiculous. It is, exactly. salesperson behind the register. Oh, this is great. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, you know, I'm out here watching and listening to fireworks everywhere. And I've been out here every night for the last week or two. You know, and guess what? I watch fireflies. But tonight, all of a sudden, when the fireworks were going off, the fireflies got much more... Prevalent. Do you know that the federal government will probably try to stop the fireworks by disrupting the breeding habits of the fireflies? You mean by protecting the fireflies? But but this sounds like it should go in the other direction. The fireflies are getting all juiced up because they, they think it's a big family reunion. They look up in the sky and they see light everywhere. So all the fireflies come out. They say it's party time. Fire in the sky. Hey, I want everybody to keep in mind that just because the gas prices are creeping down right now, it's almost time for an election. After the Democrats win, if they continue to stay in power, gas will be $7 a gallon. Do not forget that. This is only because there's an election coming. Goodbye. Do you think that's true? Do you think they are? There are the secret hand of the state, or 
or corporate interests or the um, the great one worlders are manipulating the cost of gas down now i doubt it i doubt it too they're not if, that powerful and if they were why would they have raised it now exactly we wouldn't even be in this situation if that was the why case why wouldn't they wait yeah. till after yeah. the election they'd wait till they win and then it'd be ten dollars the next day exactly yeah or 20 why not make everybody walk i look back fondly on hitchhiking when i was a kid Anthony, you ever hear of hitchhiking? You familiar yeah, I've with seen it. It was kind of dying by the time I started getting to driving age, well, but I did. By the time you started nursing, it was it was dead. Didn't I mean? Weren't people still doing that in the nineties? I don't believe so. No, I don't. I, think I mean, I've been, seen I've seen a couple in my life, not many, but, yeah, but I have seen it. Used to be a way to get around. Like that's if I left high school earlier, early when I was a kid, that's how I got home. I just stuck my. Oh, thumb I up. would I would never do that now. I mean, even when you're in like an Uber or something like that, I would, I like to send like, oh, you can track me, like one of my friends or something, because you, you never know. Be, yeah, because be you never know. In case they, they kidnap and rape you? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. You've been looking in the mirror a lot. I figured you were. <laughs> the new haircut and everything. Thought you were hyper attractive. 860-522-9842. Who's coming up? It's Tuesday. You know who's coming up? Tom Scott. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Have I beat this anything to death? I don't know. I'm so excited that the governor admitted he was lying when he said... That she was in Nashville. Investing there because you can't invest in Connecticut. Who can invest in this environment? With uh, the with uh, scrutiny, the tough scrutiny, the governor, he's been asked three or four hard questions in his three years in office. It's overwhelming. I could talk about it all day, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll play a few more rants. What do you think? What do you think of some more rants? Lamont is inviting businesses to relocate to Connecticut if their state is banning abortion. Yep. Now, I guess he hasn't read the recent reports. Connecticut is ranked fourth in people moving out of state. And I wonder how many of the state employees that recently retired will be added to that list of people moving out of the state. Also, depending on what report you are reading, Connecticut is ranked anywhere from 25th to 40th for doing business in this state. Obviously not very encouraging. Nice try, Ned. Well, that's why he's doing it. It's the old, uh, what do you call it? I don't even know what it is the old of. But it's, um, it is a distraction, an attempt to distract. An attempt to counter the truth with illusion. That's one of those things politicians like to do. This week I recently uh, went to see Hamilton at the Bushnell. I'm a season ticket holder and went and saw the show. When we went in, we were told that masks were going to be required for the 
for the show. It was not the Bushnell's rule. It was the, the Hamilton rule, rule that was doing the show. Okay. So he took a paper mask and went in. As I sat waiting for the curtain to go up, there was a woman, one of the ushers that evidently must have been the company usher because she was in a blazer, not in the regular usher's uniform that the Bushnell has. And she was going up and down the aisle, pointing at people before the show started and motioning to them that they should put their mask on. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yep, it's us. It's us on a Tuesday. Summer is a glorious thing. Tuesdays are glorious because Tom Scott's here. When Tom was a young guy, he was in the state senate for 10 years. Been involved in politics in one way or another throughout the years, I think. Isn't that true, Tom? Yeah. How you doing there today, Todd? I, I, I missed the first part of your question. Well, uh, how about the second part? Did you hear that? I'm, I'm sorry. It was out of context. <laughs> I, I, I was just saying, I was just I, I, giving your biography that you spent 10 years in the Senate. Oh, and well, yeah, uh, I would, and then that you spent all the years since then in one way or another dabbling in politics. Well, on and off, just uh, giving friendly advice to those who are willing to listen and uh, pontificating from time to time on the radio and, and other 
public forums. Yes. But I, I actually was distracted. But now I have the context and the full question, and uh, uh, I, I, hopefully we can move on to important matters. Um, I'm not sure I have anything important on my mind, but I will say this, Todd. I was I was reading today with some interest the uh, ramblings of the National Education Association. That's one of the big teacher unions in America. You've got the Federation of Teachers and the NEA, and the Connecticut affiliate is the CEA. That's the Connecticut Education Association. And you've got a lot of people in your audience. I've I've heard them call oh, yes. uh, over the years, and when I have filled in for you in the past, I've had calls from teachers, and I would admonish them in advance if we were talking about education to feel free to uh, call anonymously or even give their uh, their nickname if, if if it would help keep out of uh, keep out of the way of the thugs that run these teacher unions. But they had a big convention last week, and here's here's the freak show we see with these people who who really want to change uh, fundamentally change what America is. And they want to do all they can to teach our young people how to hate their own country mm-hmm. and how they want to ban parents from really being any part of their children's education. So, so they passed a number of resolutions last week, not the least of which is they want to ban the term mother in all teacher contracts. And they want to change it to birthing parent. And the quote from one of the uh, thugs that runs the union is, Using this contract language, uh, members need not worry about how a board of education or solicitor, whatever that is, defines maternity leave. Mother and or father, that language is not inclusive, uh, and and on it goes. Wait a sec. Is that what this whole thing is about, expanding benefits? Well, yes, but also at the same time, using the opportunity of the inability of the public largely to push back because everybody's afraid to take on these freaks. They're using the opportunity uh, to push their radical agenda. Yes, in the end, it's about money. Yes, in the end, it's about benefits, uh, because that means more money for the teachers, unions, leaders, and bigger salaries for these people that run the unions, uh, who, who don't really work by the way, particularly. They're just running the union. It's the teachers, the good, hardworking teachers who really are trying to educate their kids, just keep keeping their heads down and trying to stay out of the way of all this, 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 this freakish behavior from the teacher unions. You know, those are the people that deserve, you know, uh, uh, a solid paycheck, not these union leaders. They're just hacks. They're just using their job to tear down America and to, and to, and to keep parents away from education. No, it is important to mention that that really people who have to work in a government bureaucracy are victims to some extent or to a major extent of the system they live within. And anybody doing that has their frustrations. Anybody who knows a government worker knows they're coming with a ton of frustrations about the stuff they have to put up with. Well, think, think about, think about the, the, the teacher who, and many of them are in your, your audience, who entered the prof- uh, profession for all the right reasons. They love teaching, they love children, they love molding young minds. Yet, if they want to do the right thing, if they want to tell the truth about this country, if they want their children to learn the three R's, R's and not be distracted by all this crap that's being promoted by you know, these high-priced bureaucrats known as equity, inclusion, and diversity officers, and all this other stuff that's going on in education, it makes it very hard 
for the hardworking patriotic teacher in public schools to, to have unfettered access to the truth. In other words, truthful, factual textbooks that tell the truth and, and, and the wonder about America and its founding and its founding principles. They're being fed all of this nonsense by the teacher unions and all these people that, that uh, get involved in buying uh, the books that go into these schools with very little, if any, parental um, uh, scrutiny because increasingly the unions want to keep parents out of the schoolhouse so they don't have any influence, and we see it all over the country. Now, parents are pushing back, and there are some good groups out there, and, and I wish there were more because they're outnumbered like a 1,000 to 1. But there's one group in particular. It's, it's Moms for Liberty. And, and uh, a woman named Tiffany Justice was quoted on these resolutions the other day, and she called the NEA, that's mm-hmm. the teacher unions, the K-12 cartel because <laughs> they're holding parents and children hostage to a radical agenda. And it's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, if parents only knew, uh, and many do now. What's going on in these cl- in many of these classrooms when it comes to the social sciences and, and history and social studies in particular, and even math? We're dumbing down math now because many people are claiming that that math is racially insensitive and all this nonsense. And and there needs to be more and more pushback. And you're you know people are voting with their feet. A lot of parents have pulled their kids out of public schools, and they're either sending them to private schools, although even there you got to be real careful, or they're homeschooling them, which is a, a, a big task for parents who do that. I know a lot of homeschoolers, but at least their values are being imparted to these young people. And that's the big problem of today. The Internet era, along with everything else that's going on, allows all voices to reach your children it used to be you could isolate your children and control the flow of information that entered your house and that's not possible anymore so there's this bombardment going on i think you're right about that tom and one and one thing you know i i realize this is a this is a difficult um uh, issue for the unorganized public to challenge which is why to the extent there's a good organization in your state and your uh, region in your hometown you ought to consider finding out more about this group and maybe pitching in and helping but at a minimum particularly when it comes to elementary students and middle school students and to a lesser extent high school parents really need to probe their children at dinner time and find out what's going on in the classroom ask a lot of probing questions about what they're being asked about their personal life and about their families, which should be out of bounds, but it's happening all the time now, about about uh, sex, which is coming up increasingly at the first grade level, for crying out loud. And, 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 and parents should demand to see history books, because that's, that's the most telling uh, curriculum in, in the schools today. What are they teaching these kids about history generally in the world, but in particular about America? And, and that's something every parent can do. They should ask their student, hey, bring your history book home. I want to see it. I want to look at it. Now, that doesn't mean if the book is one of these hate America books that you have to go down and have a meeting with the principal, although that's not a bad idea, or, or call out the teacher, and that's not a bad idea. But at a minimum, get alternative resources and take a few hours on the weekend or after hours or on vacation or during holidays and sit that student down, and the younger the better, and explain the greatness in Amer- of America, warts and all, by the way. But it's up to parents to pick up the slack and to correct the, 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 the vitriol 
that they're getting in school these days about their own country. That's a really good point because, and and this might require certain parents to to uh, do some educating of themselves first, so that they're in a position to provide an inspired and accurate sense of what the rebuttals are to this garbage. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. And look, it, 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 you can make it a you can make it a fun thing. You can make it an, make it a learning experience for everybody. And think about the people in your sphere of influence: uh, grandparents, aunts, and uncles. Particularly people who have worn the uniform, because they may have a very different perspective uh, than people who have never been in the military. Uh, just a different perspective. I'm not saying even a better perspective. But think about all the people in your sphere of influence who can talk to these young people as well and make it a family thing and make it an ongoing thing. And, and everybody will benefit, and, and hopefully it can be a fun exercise as well, which means they'll come back for more. Well, Thomas, that's good. I like it. I'd never actually thought about the parents as the front line in terms of supplementing the education that kids are getting, not just at school but in their whole environment, because then the, then the kids can be the ambassadors of goodwill on behalf of uh, the American system, and they can be the protector of the truth. Well, we owe it to our own children, because if we want to leave a country for our children that's as good as the country that we grew, grew up in or better, we have an obligation to help save our country. And we cannot save our country unless young people are educated because they're being propagandized all over the place by the Ministry of Truth and Silicon Valley and all the nonsense they're promoting to kids on all these various platforms, by all these freaks that we're letting into schools to propagandize our kids, to, to, to talk to first graders about, you know, it's up to them to decide what sex they are, regardless of what their, their birthright is as a male or a female. And by the way, don't tell your parents that we're having this conversation. I mean, there's more and more evidence that that's going on in schools all over America as well. The average teacher doesn't want any part of any of this stuff. But the schools have been infiltrated by one freak after another and by one hate America teacher after another. And they're being promoted by the National Education Association, which in and of itself is a radical, radical union. It always has been. But they've burst onto the public scene in recent years uh, with COVID and everything else. And, and, it, and, and they've been completely exposed. But they're also emboldened. And now that everybody, even the casual observer parents, now that everybody can see what the NEA is up to and what the people that run that union are up to, there's no excuse for parents not fighting back in their own way, even if that just means having an educational moment at home with their own child. Tom Scott, always ha good to have your voice here and to have you stopping by on a regular basis. Thank you for that, sir. Anytime. You bet. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Scott, as I said, he used to be a state senator a long time ago and been involved in politics one way or another through the years. 860 Don't forget about the rant line waiting for you at 751-4698. Jeff calling from Middletown. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good afternoon, Todd. I haven't called in quite a while, but I just caught the last part of Tom Scott. Two things I just wanted to bring up. One thing I really don't like, but I deal with it, is I see all these uh, schools have these signs up, we love our teachers. I want to generate my own signs and say, we love our parents. Yeah, that's not a bad, 
<laughs> That's not a bad idea. It just seems to be so one-sided. The other item I, I, I find peculiar, and I would love to get a history book and read about, and what I, I, I am a pro, if you're, I don't care who, I'm, I'm all about monogamous relationships, guy, girl, girl, I don't really don't care if you're gay or whatever, as long as you're monogamous and you have a job and you pay taxes, I'm happy. But I argue with my kids who are in their 30s, and I said, you know, the real reason why, you know, people who aren't heterosexual want to get married, and uh, they all come give me these soft, softball answers. I says the truth is, at the end of the day, if I was gay and had a significant other, I want to make sure he's covered by health insurance. Mm-hmm. So does the history book actually tell people the real reason why they should they want legality of marriage between uh, man, man, and woman, and woman? It's all about health care. Well, that's one f- issue. There, there are, I'm sure, acceptance issues, feeling like you're part of normal society and operating like any other couple. Oh, I, I agree with that, but, you know, that sounds nice and kumbaya, but the fact of the matter is, if you look deep enough and talk about it, if you remember back then, it was all about health care. AIDS was breaking out, it was getting really expensive, and, you know, the uh, insurance companies pushed back on that. They didn't want to have to pay that bill. Yep. And now we have gay marriage, which I'm fine with. I really really oh, raised my kids to be pretty open and that's all good and uh, hence I think I'd like to see what the history book has to say about gay marriage and how it's proposed. Jeff, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. Joby Wallingford. Hi, Joby. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Well, I want to talk about Tom Scott. Um, for him to call certain people freaks who are going to schools and trying to educate children as a former senator, that's pretty uh, sad that he's a former senator. He calls a certain group of people freaks, first of all. And what does he mean uh, by vitriol in these history books? Why can't children learn true history? Sure, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, great men, founding fathers. But they also had a dark side. They also owned slaves, and part of that slave. And well, I, uh, slavery has been taught for a long time. I was I was in school. Uh, I'm 67. It was a long time ago. I was in first and second grade, and we learned about slavery. There's nothing new about or revolutionary about learning about slavery. It's about putting in a new package where America is a bad country because it had slavery, and therefore it needs to be rejected because the white supremacy is inescapable. That's the message of today, Joby. And that's what he's calling, that's what he's name calling at. All right? We'll see you tomorrow. We can talk more about it. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.